Hey player 2, it's me, Kitty M, the old geek, and I know I usually take you through the land of pod to talk about all different types of geeky things, but this journey is going to be a little different, in that it's all about Batman. Because today is Batman Day. If you want to talk to me about Batman, you can find me on Facebook, Kitty M, or on Twitter, at Chaos Kitty M. Come on player 2, let's roll. Yeah, I know, we're not going to go through the land of Pod today. Instead, we're going to stay in this tavern. I was going to take you to the Batcave, but there's a massive celebration happening there. The tavern is very Harley Quinn themed today. You're going to see a lot of Harley Quinn stuff around today, which is just fine by me. Even though it is Batman's day, it's been 25 years since the original henchwench sauntered into our lives. She's a great lady. She throws off the shackles of being a completely put-together classy lady supervillain. She's messy. She's violent. She's one special type of crazy lady. I don't know as much about Harley as I do about Batman. I would have been watching the Batman animated series back in the 90s when she was introduced, but she's never been my favourite. So I'll let someone else tell you about her, and I recommend learning more about her. But today is still Batman's day, and... I want to celebrate that great hunk of rage and white male privilege. I I like the guy, and I'm happy he's got his own day. We certainly couldn't be celebrating him on, like, Father's Day because he's the absolute worst male role model to the young men in his life. He makes their lives worse more often than not. I'm not saying he's the worst dad in DC Comics, but there's, like, him and Ra's al Ghul, worst dads. There's a reason that Batman is so popular. He's intelligent, athletic, good-looking, and rich. He's in control of his feelings, and really only shows one emotion, and that's rage. The rest of him is just logical thought, with the occasional throwaway line that indicates he might love someone. Batman is basically toxic masculinity in bat form. He's who we're told we should aspire to be like, which is completely unrealistic and totally unhealthy. So you might be wondering how someone like me can stand him, let alone love his character. It's simple. He's hot, and I like damaged people. Wait, that's that's not it. That was a joke. That might be part of it. To be serious, we like Batman because of who he represents in us. That's why everyone has a favourite Batman. My favourite is Angry Batman, because I am filled with rage. And the best stories are when the story around him is asking who Batman really is. I mean, yes, he's Bruce Wayne. Sorry, spoilers. If you didn't know, Bruce Wayne is Batman. But a good story involves pushing Bats to his absolute limits to see where his edges are. Batman isn't like Superman with his clear lines of compassion and being above resorting to pettiness. Batman is human. He knows what it is to be weak and powerless and hungry. Superman knows these things, but only every now and then, and usually after someone's thrown a chunk of kryptonite in his way. Batman lives with his fallibility every day, and every day he's fighting, and pieces of him are being hurt and torn off. He's breaking down. He's not like all the other superheroes who can regenerate or avoid the pain. He can't even hit as hard as most of them. He doesn't have the benefit of their loving home lives or strong moral upbringings. But there he is, 
fighting it out the best he can to make the world a better place. Batman is basically us in the Justice League. The trash humans I'm talking about. He's the closest any of us get to being part of that cool group. Even then, he's a rich white dude, but he's still the closest we get to them. The others can always seek a higher purpose, a better way. They all come from positions of lofty ideals. Ideals we should strive for, but that shows us it's okay to make mistakes, to have some grey areas, as long as you keep coming back to improving yourself so you can make the world better. And sometimes he shows us you just got to go along with the people with a better view of the world because maybe one day you'll believe it too. So how do you get to the essence of the bat? We could be here all day, but that would make this a boring lesson. Instead, I'm going to explain Batman the way Batman Brave and the Bold explained Batman. Batman Brave and the Bold is an animation series and it's a great introduction for kids into the DC universe, especially if they like Batman. It's much lighter than a lot of other animations out there and has aspects of the 60s TV show Batman in it. Diedrich Bader is the voice of Batman and plays the character with a perfect dry wit. There's also pretty regular appearances by Aquaman, voiced by John DiMaggio, who you know better as Bender or Jake the Dog. There are other kids' animations out there, but this one hints at the deeper issues of Batman, without getting too deep for the kidlets. If your kids don't like Batman, uh, um, well, I, I guess Teen Titans is a show they should watch, as is Young Justice. Uh, but, I, I mean, if they don't like Batman, I don't know, can you, can you exchange them for cooler kids, or just, like, apologise for not bringing them up right? In Batman Brave and the Bold, the episode A Bat Divided has Batman divided into three aspects of himself. It teaches people about how every part of them is important or something. The lesson I took away from it, because I don't like introspection because that's scary because my soul is a void, was that the correct recipe for Batman involves three main ingredients. You can use any of them in varying amounts, but if you forget one, everything falls apart. Like a triangle cake. The three parts in the episode are logic, strength, and slacker. Now think to the really well-loved Batman, the ones we identify with the most or enjoy seeing and hearing. Those are the ones with all three aspects in different forms, but they're there. So let's start with slacker Batman. I don't really like this term slacker Batman, to be honest. It's how he's referred to in the fan wiki of Batman Brave and the Bold, but I prefer impulse Batman. In that episode of Brave and the Bold, Batman's not really slacking off. He's just being irresponsible and selfish, which is not the same as slacking. He's just doing what he wants to do. This is a lesser-known trait of Batman, because he's always seen as the man breaking under the weight of the world while he tries to find the way to what's right, with a roadmap that has many contingency plans, because he's always got a plan. But Batman is not that buttoned down, and when his impulses are allowed to peek through, or even better, are as strongly represented as his other traits, he becomes a much more comical and entertaining Batman. Adam West, the first Batman we have in our 3D world in the 60s TV series, he was definitely more a comedy Batman. But he still exhibited the logic and strength key to Batman's character. To a certain extent, George Clooney and Val Kilmer fall into this category as well, I think. They had more witty lines, dry humour. More recently, you have Lego Batman, who is nothing but impulse. As a general character, Batman is a funny guy. Which is why it's so fitting that one of his main villains be the Joker. Because Batman isn't allowed to have fun. He pretends to have fun when he's being Bruce Wayne, but that's a hollow enjoyment. It's the way he thinks other people have fun. 
In the Batman where this aspect is less obvious, you see his impulse through his slight forays into humour, those little moments of an upturned corner of a mouth, a dry remark that falls somewhere between a humble brag and an insult. It's the comment he can't help but make that's the tip of the iceberg. And we often miss it. I'm not saying his impulse aspects are all fun and games. There are times when he's just on a rampage, but I do think it's the best way we see it, his humour. Because remember, Batman is an incredibly intelligent human, so when he makes a joke, that's him at his raw best. And I'm not overstating his intelligence. In fact, he's the greatest detective ever, which brings us to logic, Batman. Logic Batman is the best-known side of Batman. We see him most of the time in DC animation, from Young Justice to any number of the Justice League and Batman-focused animations. The archetype Batman is logical Batman. The fallback. The monotone voice explaining complex plans that only work because he's thought ten steps ahead of his enemies all the time. It still surprises people that Batman was given the title of World's Greatest Detective. It's less surprising when you find out that DC stands for Detective Comics. His mind is a beautiful thing. Which is why the main attacks on Batman are not designed to kill him as much as they are to wound him mentally. If you can break his mind, then you can break his body. But if you don't shut down that beautiful wetware mainframe of a brain, you're just delaying the inevitable, which is that Batman will return. And failing breaking Batman, the next step is always to try and outsmart him, which almost never happens. In Killing Joke, which I know is controversial, and one day I will explain why I can be okay with that and not with Shaken, Joker's motivation in hurting Barbara Gordon, as I saw it, was to break Jim Gordon, who Joker is totally jealous of, but that's another story, and it was all in order to get to the Batman, to break him down. The line, it just takes one bad day, keeps getting repeated, but as much as it refers to Joker, it refers to Batman too. It took one bad day, then a succession of other bad days, for him to become the closed-down, logical, emotional fail we all know and love. And logic is crucial to Batman. Figuring out the answer, discovering the why, dissecting until the truth is there, is all that stands between Batman being Batman and Batman being the Joker. Remember, no matter which origin story you get of Batman and his obsession with bats, he's a guy who is horribly broken. If he doesn't maintain structure in his life and in himself, he can go round the bend. Batman doesn't necessarily have morals because he doesn't need them, so, so he puts rules in place instead. Kind of like, you know, the Doctor. And he's intelligent enough to recognise this need. I think Michael Keaton did a good job of this type of Batman. He was confident in his intelligence, kept a cool head most of the time, but was also very aware of the delicate nature of his mind. Christian Bale's Batman should also get a mention, though I know he got pretty rage-filled. But his Batman displayed that careful planning with great attention to detail and quick-fire intelligence, and the steel trap of a mind that he had. A good example in the comics is the Scott Snyder's Batman. I like Court of Owls, and there's currently a Dark Knight's Metal arc as well, which is exploring some interesting aspects of Batman's mind. But of course, he could have all the wisecracks and intelligence there is, and only ever be a sidekick, if not for the Strength Batman. Strength Batman is one we see all the time but rarely acknowledge. When Batman's strength aspect is made abundantly clear, people tend to freak out just a little. Anything more than BAM! POW! And suddenly everyone's nervous? Let's be clear. Batman is a brawler. Yes, he's a top-notch athlete with training in all kinds of hand-to-hand -hand combat, but when it gets down to it, he's a brawler. 
and he has to be because most of the time he's dealing with street thugs. He can employ the muscle memory and skills he's picked up from learning those different combat styles, but end of the day, he just needs to land the enemy on the ground. And to do that, he might just have to come at them like a bat steam train. His enemies are more often than not feral in their approach to him. They have no style and he can't either. Those aren't the rules. And you know I'm going to say it, so let's just get it out there. Strength Batman is the Ben Affleck Batman. And I am here for this. It surprised people when Batman killed and branded criminals in Batman v Superman, but it really shouldn't have. Batman set out to learn fighting styles. He knew he might end up doing this. He's the character with the greyest of moral boundaries because he knows what might need to be done. And he accepts there might be compromises. And Batman has been using his physical superiority to kill people for a very long time. So stop acting like this movie was the first time he did that. A lot of that strength or drive to be physically strong comes from Batman's rage. Rage at how he was unable to help his parents because he was a little kid. Rage at a world that is constantly unstimulating for him because he's a genius. Rage at a world that won't change and just be better. And he channels that into being physically strong enough to make the world be better. Physically. His logic skills are fine at pointing out that is the bad guy, but it's his strength that he uses to stop that bad guy from being the bad guy. This is probably the most unlikable aspect of Batman because he is a bully in this sense. He's using his strength how he sees fit. But then, I think that's also what I kind of like about Bats, is that he's not always likable. So there's your crash course on Batman. And I hope if you're not already a fan that maybe I've convinced you to be one now. Batman Brave and the Bold is a great starter animation for families. Under the Red Hood is a nice look at Batman's parenting skills and is not for the children. There's also Justice League Doom, which is obviously centered around the Justice League, but gives you a good insight into Batman and why he is how he is. But you're pretty much in for a good ride no matter the Batman when it comes to DC animation. Those are just my favorite picks. For comics, I definitely suggest Snyder and Capullo's Court of Owls arc. The artwork is amazing because it's Capullo and the writing is just... Hmm. There's no origin story to wade through. There's some cute dry wit and just horrible, horrible things happening. It's easy to jump straight in. So I think you'll enjoy it. If you're already a Batman fan and you're looking for some other Bat-centric but not all Bat, then Super Sons is great. Damian Wayne and John Kent teaming up to form a little duo that their fathers aren't quite sure about. Now go forth, player two. Enjoy your Batman day. <laughs>